All right, welcome to Sporty Dudes, episode five. Dude, I feel like once we get to double digits, that's when it's real. You guys agree with that? (laughs) Are we talking fans or episodes? (laughs) Dude, so like, honestly, the last episode I posted got like 30 listens, and I have no idea how that's possible. And And that was our worst episode yet. It was just all over the place. Was that the one from the Ravens game? Yes. So hold on. I'm pulling up the analytics. Yeah, and I I have no idea. And it's weird. So 1% of our listeners come from Singapore. (laughs) I wonder who that is. I guess I have one friend in Singapore. Betty Fu. Betty Betty Fu, shout out if that's you that's listening. Fu Fu, shout out to Fu. So I completely forgot that... uh, T.O. was on the Bengals. Did you guys remember that? I do not. When was this? I don't remember T.O. being on the Bengals, but Ocho Cinco was. Yeah, I so I was like arguing with somebody, and I compl- I was like so confident. I was like, no, you must be thinking of Chad Johnson. And I literally Googled it, and all the m- memories came flooding back. So, AJ, we were talking about like most random Raven – and like most obscure Raven that you forgot was a Raven. Like uh, Q mentioned Ricky Williams. I mentioned Deion Sanders. And then that got me, th- uh, that brought me to the, uh, the T.O. Bengals random sighting. Gotcha. Do you have any uh, obscure Ravens players in your mind or like most like oh, favorite? T.J. Pushmanzada. That was a random one. Who? Remember T.J. Pushmanzada? I think that was. Oh, that yeah, yeah. He was, um, he was. The last generation really sneed. Kinda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Asia loved that guy back in the day. I remember like you always talk about him just because uh, of his last name. Yeah, the first one, the, the first random raven that always comes to mind for me is just because it's like such a childhood memory of mine is uh Stony Case. Stony Case. Let me look that up. Let me Google that. <laughs> so he was um he was a quarterback and he was like I mean, I was little, but it was at the old stadium. And I remember, I just have a childhood memory of walking down the ramps after a game. And everyone was like so pumped because he won us a game as like came in as a quarterback. And we were like, Stoney Case is going to be the new quarterback for us. You know who else is a random Ravens quarterback? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Like, yeah, seeing that was a, like, I don't remember it. I just saw like a picture of it and it just did not make any sense. Um, cause like as a kid, and that's like when we talk about with the NBA and NFL stuff like that too, of like memories of like how good teams were and players are. I feel like as kids, when you're a fan, not that there's anything wrong with this, but you have such a false idea about if a player's good or not. You know what I mean? You either love them or hate them from like that first view. Mm-hmm. So like where I loved Stony Case and was like indifferent about Harbaugh, like I was probably way off as a kid about that, you know? Yeah. And you know who, um, what that just reminded me of? So when I was a kid, I was a lot more of like a Wizards fan or like a Bullets fan. And like I identified with Rod Strickland and he was just my favorite basketball player of all time. And it's it's like you said, like you just sort of see somebody and then you just have like a weird attachment. And I think I just liked him because he was short. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm a short point guard. And so, yeah, I, I thought he was just like the best player ever. Yeah. What about you, Q? Did you have any like who are your fa- I know you were a Michael Jordan fan, but any like interesting favorite players as a kid? Uh, let's see. Growing up, I mean, NBA-wise, Q 
huge Jordan. I love Tony Kukoc. Huge fan of Tony Kukoc because I thought he was really unique. Like 6'11", forward, shoots threes, lefty. I mean, it, he was one of my favorite. And then after that, after Jordan retired the first time, I loved the Kings team, like the late 90s, early 2000s. I think Keenan knows that team. Like Bibby? Before Bibby, Jason guy. Williams. Jason Williams, the white chocolate. I was, very, I was very upset that they traded Jason Williams away and got Mike Bibby, even though Bibby was better. But Bibby didn't have the cool factor. So it was, it was Jason Williams. It was Doug Christie. Um, uh, uh, um, oh. Oh, oh, Vladi Divac. Pedro Stojakovic. And then uh, Chris Webber. That, that was, that was, they were so fun to watch under Rick Adelman. That was, uh, that was a coach. They were just a cool team. Oh, Hedo Turkoglu was on that team. Gerald Wallace. That was probably one of my favorite teams before like the 2000 took over and I became a Yao Ming fan just because he's Chinese. Um, sorry to interrupt, but a live update. Springer just hit a home run off the first pitch in the bottom of the first. I was actually going to ask you about baseball, AJ. So we talked about, um, the last round, we talked about who you wanted to go forward. So who do you want to be in the, uh, in the uh, what do you call that, world, world Championship, world series. world series? Yeah. So, I mean, in the Rays-Astros series, I don't know anyone who's openly rooting for the Astros. They've become the ultimate bad guys because of uh, their cheating from like three years ago when they won the World Series. Now, for me – Yes, they cheated, and that's wrong. Like, I still think of them as the bad guys, and I'm rooting against them. But I do think that in some ways, like, as often with cheating in sports, I feel like it's almost like when someone does a criminal act in society, we just never forgive them. Mm-hmm. Instead, like, I feel like if, you, if a team does their time and pays their penalties, like, you kind of have to – you kind of have to let it go at some point. Now the Astros, it's debatable to say whether they're there yet. Some people think they got off really, really easy, especially because of COVID because there's no fans. So this whole first year when they would have been booed and all that, they didn't have to deal with any of that. But long story short, the Astros are definitely the bad guys that are left. So Mm -hmm. everyone's rooting for the Rays. Now it's divided in the Dodgers Braves series. I like the Braves just because the Dodgers are always in it. But they also, you know, they're a good team. And so it's, you know, the Astros-Dodgers was the World Series, too, where it was all feisty. So if that becomes a rematch, it could get crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm rooting the other way, both ways. Very cool. And then I wanted to ask you guys both, but I'll start with Q. For, for NBA next year, who, who would you put as – the favorite to win it all. Ooh, favorite to win it all. Or maybe give me a top three. <laughs> like top three, like oh, t- AJ's top three were real top three. Oh, um, <laughs> um, uh, for those at home who can't see, AJ is uh, miming a raptor right now because <laughs> we have the world's biggest Toronto fan. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell that was Raptor. I was trying to figure out what that was. Whatever. So, um, I, I think Lakers, for me, that's probably definitely top three. I like Nuggets. I actually think that they will grow as a team because Jamal Murray, Joe Kitch, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. And then I'm not really sure what happens to the third one. Third one, let's see where Giannis goes this offseason. 
Well, all right. I was going to say, so those are some big variables. So Giannis, they're talking about him going to the Heat, which yep. would be huge, obviously. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they're going to have Kevin Durant back. And then the Warriors having their full lineup back and rested. So I, I think and, next year is going to be a um, top three pick. I think that like num- the third overall pick or something this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So – you know, uh, things, things are going to be crazy whenever, uh, whenever they come back. I guess I wonder, they're probably going to be doing, if I had to put money on it, they're probably going to be playing in stadiums again, but just limited fans, right? They're, they're not going to do a bubble again. Hopefully they won't need to at that point. But it's gonna be I don't know. I mean, you, you see what's happening with like, I don't know, the NFL and with college football, like teams are just going down left and right and, yeah, things are things are crazy. Yeah, I mean they are, but they also they aren't. You know, so mm-hmm. we'll see. It's so hard to tell, and like you know, uh, but the uh, the thing I was gonna say going back that Q, I was that you said, but uh, I do think the Warriors will be back. You know, I think they're the team right now that everyone's forgotten about. But I definitely forgot about them for sure. You know, unfortunately, because I could use. It's so funny how like at least for me, I went from like the Warriors at first, and I love how they form their team. Like I love a team. I'm always love a team on the rise. I don't like as much as, as uh, compared to a team that's like built or, you know, assembled. But so I went from loving the Warriors when they first were like making the finals and winning. But then like it really skidded to a halt when Kevin Durant joined the squad. And I don't know why that bothers me so much. And like I, why I automatically – because I feel like like you guys also love that and you love the NBA offseason and the big guys pairing up and all that. And I do agree it's fun to talk about, but I don't know why I always just start to want to root against those teams when that happens. Well, hold on, hold on. I don't want to be incorrectly characterized. I hate Kevin Durant. I hated the Warriors. <laughs> I thought he, that was a chicken shit move. So okay. I, I think there's a difference between, like, I think LeBron and Anthony Davis – coming together and forming a partnership is one thing. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard coming together and forming a partnership is one thing. I think Kevin Durant being a chicken shit loser who couldn't win. And then he joins the team that beats him. He's a coward. He's a troll. And I think, yeah, I feel like I know someone else who's a bit of a troll, but I can't put my, can't put my finger on it. Can you clarify that? Can you clarify, Keenan? I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. We, we've had enough beef this week. For the listeners at home, AJ and I have been on, on an extremely violent warpath against each other. It started with the top five list. I don't even want to get into it. I just want to put that behind me. We're friends now. We're making podcasts together. That's the important part. We needed this to bring us together. We, oh. just, we just can't see eye to eye. This is the gassiest dog I've ever met. Is it loud and smelly or just loud or smelly? It's, you know, it's loud or smelly. And I would take loud every time. Oh, Altuve just got picked off first. Huge. That's like, wait, okay, so here's a good question. What's the most embarrassing, like, common thing to be, have done in sports? Like, would you rather get picked off first base? It's, like, so embarrassing. Or... I'm trying to think of what a good equivalent is. Like if somebody inbounds it off your back and takes it, you know how like 
that like street ball type move like what's the most embarrassing or it's like or dropping the football on the one yard line in the end on a free touchdown well here i have some other options to throw into that list so get getting dunked on getting crossed up um getting trucked in football or like hit sticked uh getting knocked out in in like ufc or boxing right those are those are some of the big ones underhand Um, serve in tennis I feel like that's a global one. What wait, is it? Wait, can you explain that to me? I, underhand serve in tennis. When somebody's serving, instead of like doing the normal serve, they do an underhand. And that's just to show you that they're better than you? They're that they confident? That they're, sneak, they're sneaky and then they get the point. Huh. I haven't heard of this. It's very unsportsmanlike, but uh, people do it. But should, why is that not just like strategy? I, I've, never, I've never heard of this. Uh, I feel like just nobody does it because people are just expecting to have a normal serve with that and the underhand, I mean, you just put a little bit of spin. I mean, most of the time it doesn't work. It doesn't like, the, the sneak attack itself doesn't work, but then I think it frustrates the opponent a lot more when you just see an underhand serve. It seems like you don't care and then somehow wins the point and that really pisses people off. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Q, have you ever played on uh, a clay court? I started on clay. I mean, I, I started learning tennis on clay courts. So it's, uh, I, I love it because you slide around and it's a lot more about anticipation timing than anything else. I've never played on grass though. That's one thing I really want to give it a try. Did you play on a clay court in Maryland? China and Maryland. Huh. Yeah, I've, I've never even seen a court other than hard yeah, and, like, they have, like, a bunch of, like, some tennis clubs. They have, like, those clay courts, but not necessarily, like, red clay, but it's more, like, those composite materials, like, you know, like, the greenish, bluish color. But it's, like, it's like clay slash sand. So, uh, you, I mean, there are quite a bit of those. All right, so. So what's going on? Does someone want to assess Joe Flacco's performance thus far? I haven't seen him play yet. Well, this weekend we're going to see Joe Flacco possibly thrown to up uh, Brashad Perryman. Remember that combo? How could I forget? We'll see. I hope they get their first win. The Jets under Joe Flacco. I have no sympathy. And we take a short break to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to have a bar mitzvah wedding club DJed? Is your party lacking a little bit of funk? I think you need a good DJ. I think you need a DJ that promotes World Peace, I'm talking about DJ Mebo World Peace. Seriously, call him. He will DJ any event. Give him any amount of money. He will take it. He is desperate. All right, back to the show. Like, continuing this Ravens conversation, who is your least favorite Raven of all time? Quadri Ishmael. Why is that? He was terrible. I feel like he was the most overrated wide receiver we ever had. When I played Madden for the first time back in like 2002, he had he was like our best receiver with the like 86 rating or something. I always thought he's good. I yeah, I mean I think it was just it it was pro it was right in a generation of like where we were a frustrating team, and I think he was just like, you know, the icing on top. It was like I think he was kind of in the bowler era, which in general was just a tough a tough time for Ravens fans. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a cop-out answer, Kyle Bowler? Because I, I feel like that's just the easy answer. 
that's such an easy answer. That's like, I feel like you're not putting in any efforts. All right, all right. Let me, let me, let me do some thinking. Mark Clayton. Mark Clayton's definitely <laughs> up there. He was terrible. I could think of like Frank Walker. Remember that guy? Oh yeah, Frank Walker Jr. Like covering anyone. My my personal least favorite is uh, Tory Smith because I sent him a, a friend request and he did not accept it. So I'll always have beef with him. Where did you send the friend request on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. This was like back in college because I mean we went to the same school, and I just figured he he would just randomly accept anyone who friend requested him. Obviously, I was wrong. Elvis Gerback. It's weird to think that um, Harbaugh, like pretty soon, is going to have been the Ravens coach for like over half of our life. Because I think I still think of it like uh, Billick yeah. is like is like the Ravens coach, and Harbaugh's like still like the young guy who's you know who's winning over the locker room. It's so weird to think that he's just I don't know been here forever. Yeah. Was his first year uh, Flacco or Flacco's first year? Yeah. That's the other thing is I was just thinking, I almost just said like Jackson. I was thinking like in my mind too, I'm thinking like, oh, Flacco, like the new guy who, you know, Flacco's like not the new guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Remember, we loved Flacco though. He was a great Raven. You can, you know, of course, Jackson's exciting now and Flacco got the huge contract and then didn't really own live up to it. But I mean, you can't really ask for more than what he gave us. Yeah, I I get mad at people when they, like, rip the Ravens for, like, giving him all that money. Because, like, literally, he did as well as he could have in the best possible time and position possible. Like, it couldn't have worked out better where he was playing, like, incredibly. Like, he was playing, like, Peyton Manning mixed with Tom Brady in the most crucial time, won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, like, right when his contract was up. I just think it's so stupid to be like, well, you guys are dumb for paying him. It's like, it couldn't have worked out better. He couldn't have done it better. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And he turned down the contract extension the year before, apparently. I remember hearing the story. He He bet on himself. Yeah, he told Steve Bashotti, it's, hey, let me win a Super Bowl. Well, And when you have a franchise that wins the Super Bowl and we had pieces – now, again, we weren't able to pay guys and keep guys because we were paying him so much down the road. But when you have a Super Bowl-winning team, you can't just give up your quarterback. Like, what exactly. are we going to do? Yeah, you know, well, unless you're the, the Ravens the last time we won the Super Bowl. But uh, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, no, it, that's, it's just so silly to think that we would have, like, seen him do that and then been like, okay, bye. You know, like, that would have been really dumb. An equal, an equal thing, as painful, painful, painful as it's been, and we only have two years left, the Chris Davis thing is very similar. Nobody, everybody was pumped that we signed Chris Davis to that big deal. Mm-hmm. Everyone was. And now everyone loves to pretend like they were like, oh, no, I knew that was going to be a bad deal. I knew it was a, it's like an all-time flopping of what happened to him. Like, mm-hmm. this is not, you know, we could have never seen this coming. It would be this bad. So we are stuck with it, and it sucks, but it's almost over. Two more years. That's it. Two more years. Q, how was your uh, week-long vacation? Relaxing? It was good. I didn't check a single work email, so it felt great. Did you come back to a bombardment of email? Uh, close to 1,000. Right <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, clear through it. 
Hopefully, I didn't miss any. <laughs> but whatever. I'm gonna pull up the uh, week six schedule for the NFL. See what. Oh uh, yes, there's some great games this week. Should we? Uh, enough, do we have enough time to get our, our uh, pick 'em uh, picks in, AJ? We could. Yeah, I think that this this would be a good week to get started. I guess. Let me contact. Let me contact my extended family. Yeah, hit up Julie. Yeah, you didn't even set up a Facebook group this time. What's up with that? Uh, maybe we'll get it started by next week. You know what? Before you pull up these scores, so, you know, I listen to podcasts and I listen to the sports shows throughout the day all week long. No one talking about the fact that the Chiefs play the Bills this week. Did you guys realize that? That's a huge game. Well, didn't it get post- when did it get postponed till? Monday. Okay. Okay, that's the Monday night game. Okay, yeah, no, that that's huge. I'm excited for that. I think if the Bills won the last game on uh, on Tuesday, yeah, the excitement would probably be a little higher. For sure. Um, okay, I'm looking through the schedule now. Okay, I think Brown Steelers is huge yes. for us and just in general. Um, yeah. There's and a lot the, of bad teams playing each other. The third one I saw was um, what was it Packers? Tampa Bay, I think. I thought it was it. It's Rogers, Rogers, Brady. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, who, do you guys know who the Panthers quarterback is right now? Bridgewater. Would you call me? Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Are you are you a fan of his? Not really. I am indifferent. He's kind of like that guy where it's like, yes, he's one of the top two, or he's like one of the top thirty-two quarterbacks in the world. So. Like, he has a job, but he's, like, barely a top 32, you know? You're not yeah. going anywhere with him, but, like, you don't have a better option. Yeah. Um, you know, I think those are the big ones. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Eagles game, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about. I'm, I would not discount them. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, we're definitely favored to win, but, you know, on the road. We'll, we'll see what Carson Wentz – I feel like he's been stinking, but – he could always, you know, pull a good game out of his butt. I'm worried yeah. about our offense. Our offense looked very disjointed. You ready for my bold prediction? Here's I think your... we win big by 18 or so. Hold on. Let me look at what the, uh, what the spread is. Maybe we can do it a little <laughs> bit. Okay. I, def- whatever. I can't imagine the spreads going to be that much, so I will bet on us to cover. So, okay, what do you guys think about my statement about um, – Tuesday night football is better than uh, Thursday night football. Softly disagree. (laughs) So let me tell you my theory on why that is. I think when it's on a Tuesday night, it keeps the weekend going just a little bit longer versus like a Thursday night game is always just so random and just thrown in there. And it's usually a bad game. And like, you're still, you know, you're still not at the weekend yet, and, and, you know, you're, like, three days away from when, like, NFL Sunday actually is. So, I don't know. It, it feels very, like, just disjointed versus Tuesday night. It's like, okay, Monday, yeah, Monday sucks, but, you know, you can get through it. You have Monday night football to look forward to. And then usually Tuesday is that first, like, okay, we're in the week. We're firmly in the work week, and I don't have football to look forward to. So, just a little – rationale so the ravens are favored by seven and a half so you think that the ravens would cover that yes i do all right just to make it interesting i will place a wager 
What's the now wager? The question is, what is the wager? Five bucks? <laughs> Five bucks is such the standard, but like there's nothing interesting about that, you know? Yeah, how about... It's, it's a short Venmo. How about 10 bucks? I got a better idea. A large bowl of pho. Oh, shit. Now we're talking. The win-win. We get to no. hang out. We get some pho. We get some lunch on a weekday. I like that. Dude, we screwed up by not getting pho with Q. Because we've been talking about that forever. Like, when he's in town, we're all going to get pho together. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, okay i told you guys right i'm not the biggest faux fan i like it but i'm not like it's not like it's not like the top five on my like food list oh i was thinking another thing you know the reason i like asian food so much might be because there's no there's never any cheese (laughs) you ever think about that (laughs) i was thinking about that this morning and this afternoon because on my, Star- on my Starbucks breakfast sandwich, I have to say, every morning I have to say no cheese. People who say no cheese, people who work at restaurants, like they never get it. So anytime you say no cheese, like if this is my struggle in life, you actually have to watch them every time to make sure that they don't put the cheese on because it's so routine for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I always Wait. have to pretend like I didn't like, oh, I, did I say no cheese? Like, and they'll be like, no, you didn't. And I'll be like, yeah, I did. Like, you know what I mean? I pretend that it, to be nice about it, but no so asian food there's never any cheese and so it's like it's so nice i don't have to worry about it on my orders wait do you dislike all cheeses yeah i didn't i didn't know this about you so like i'll eat it like i'll eat a soft bland cheese on like a cheese burger if it's already on there and i'll eat cheese on pizza but that's pretty i other than that i would never add cheese to anything very That's really true though like because asian food like we typically don't like to put cheese and the only reason i'm laughing because i remember this was like now like 10 years ago when i went back to china and all of a sudden they did this lobster dish but then they want to align with like western kind of like food style so actually pour like melted cheese on top of a very nice lobster just like what the fuck just happened so yeah next time asian food we still have to do hot pot Oh, that maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe I got hot pot confused with pho. But yeah, I remember us saying when you're in town, we're gonna go. I think it was hot pot. But pho is good too. Like I mean, you can't you can't say no to like a large large pho number three on the menu always. Dude, it's um it sucks though. Like with the pandemic, there's certain food that like is sort of hard to eat now, or like picture yourself eating like Korean barbecue, hot pot, Indian buffet, anything communal. AJ hates his uh, Korean barbecue. I went one time with Keenan and I got so sick. My bad, yeah. That's on me. <laughs> it was during the 20... 20- I remember we were at Meba's house watching the 2012 MLB World Series. Giants. Tigers. Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, one more thing. Do you guys know... I can't think off the top of my head. Who is like an offensive weapon for the Eagles. I can only Jaylen think of that Hurt. tight end and I Jaylen can't Hurts. think of him. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. yeah. Like who scares you as far as like who's going to score on our defense? Well, Miles Sanders. I mean, if you want me to give you a legit answer, I think that's the running back, right? Miles Sanders? Hurts. Offensive weapon. I thought that was the designation. So that's Jalen Hurts. But also Zach Ertz. Ertz is who I was thinking of. He, was, he hasn't been very good. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He's fine. He's usually like my backup tight end on fantasy. How's your fantasy doing, by the way, Keenan? Oh, amazing. This is my year. The, the funny part about fantasy is that you really only need to win one out of every 12 years to like break even. And so it's, it's like a self-sustaining hobby. You know what I mean? All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate our loyal audience. It's been a lot of fun. I think this has been our best episode yet. I don't know what you guys think. I don't really care what you guys think. But subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> you, know what, you know what else I was thinking about the other day? We've never introduced ourselves at the beginning of a show. We just always jump into it. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> let's skip the pleasantries, you know? Introduction, and then he just skipped that part. And it's like, let's talk about NBA, top five. Dude, we need no introductions. Yeah, we're just A, K, and Q coming live for you. Woo! Woo! <laughs> I like that tagline. A, K, and Q coming live for you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again in a, in a you know, couple of weeks, week and a half. I, I think this is a nice cadence, so we'll keep it up the best we can. See ya. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy dinner. Talk to you later.